The Good Reading Podcast is brought to you by Read, the monthly book subscription that pairs a new release book with a pampering gift delivered to your door. There are new books every month and nine genres to choose from. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Read subscription today? Visit luxury.com.au to find out how. Vialu's eyes dropped to the table. He fortified with some wine and then raised the pen. Up front, Paulie was fussing with the register, trying to be unobtrusive, making a stealth job of killing time. Beyond him on 4th Avenue, the nighttime traffic was just floating lights running back and forth, puddles picking up the tint, an electric mural with each passing. He had a broadened view of the window next to him, and on the sidewalk, beyond the weak reflection of the tablecloth and its candle flame, he saw a man in black, face hidden by a ski mask, gloved hands bringing up a shotgun. The barrel swung to target Vialu as Marshall rose from his chair, and as he came upright, he grabbed the table by its edge and flipped it toward the window. The tabletop was vertical as it struck the glass, the pane dropping out as a curtain of white pebbles, and then the shotgun boomed. Quiet after that, splinters and blood exploding through the room in near silence under the ringing in his ears. Marshall crouched and dived and caught Vialu in a tackle chest high, crashed him backward off his chair and onto the floor. The second shot blew out more glass and wood chips. Paulie was on his stomach beneath another table, hands crushed to his ears like a skull vice. Marshall risked a glance saw the man with the gun cross the street to a car idling at the far curb, lights off, exhaust misting at its fender. The guy jumped back in and the car took off hard, cutting right onto fourth through a red light. No chance of catching them. No chance of helping Vialu either. He lay on his back, bleeding from the chest. Eyes open in the distant stare the dead have, looking all the way to heaven. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Ben Sanders lives in Auckland, New Zealand, and his first three works of fiction, The Fallen, By Any Means, and Only the Dead, were all New Zealand fiction bestsellers. American Blood, Ben Sanders' highly anticipated American debut featuring ex-undercover cop Marshall Grade, was followed by Marshall's Law. And today I'm talking to Ben about the third book in the Marshall Grade series, Exit 45. Ben, welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Ben, how does an Auckland-born and bred author find himself writing hard-boiled crime fiction set in New York City? Yeah, well, it was funny, actually. I'd, I'd started out my writing career writing novels set you know, here in, in, in New Zealand, um, but it was recommended to me by my publisher that if I wanted to broaden my audience, maybe it'd be a good idea to set a book overseas. And um, you know, since 2015, I've been writing books set in the States. I, I really enjoy it. And, um, and, and readers seem to be enjoying them as well, which is, uh, which is even better. Do you have some kind of personal connection or affinity with New York City itself? No, no personal connection. I mean, other than the fact that I've always just been fascinated by it as a setting. Um, I mean, I've I've traveled there quite a bit. I've, I've visited a number of times and, you know, it, it obviously has this real status within the genre as a, as a fantastic setting and um, readers of crime and mystery fiction or, you know, immediately have those, um, you know, criminal associations. So it, it always struck me as, as something that offered rich opportunity for storytelling. And I, I always love, you know, writing about it and, and visiting and, um, you know, particularly with this latest book um, and, you know, with the, the obvious, 
restrictions associated with COVID. It was it was nice to write this book and and you know and to a certain extent have a little tour of America and, and, and New York without leaving home, which was, which was terrific. And New York is a great place to set a crime fiction story, but why not LA? Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've written a number of books now set in the states, and um, I've moved around a little bit, but. In um, LA as a city is, is always really interested me as well. But I was rightly or wrongly conscious of the fact that LA is, has been very well chronicled, possibly even you know to a greater extent than New York as a as a crime setting. So it's sort of um, there's a little bit of trepidation on on my part about writing a novel that's set there entirely. So um, New York, where I've spent a bit more time and um, uh, you know, I'm just a bit more confident about writing something set there that's maybe seen as being a bit different and, um, you, you know, still carrying on in a, a, a really engaging criminal tradition. You mentioned a moment ago that uh, your publisher encouraged you to write more broadly or outside the settings of New Zealand. Did you have to confront some kind of, I guess, a cultural cringe when it came to writing homegrown New Zealand crime fiction? Um, possibly. I mean, I, I was never really um, conscious of it. Um, you know, I started writing because I, I love stories and, you know, it, it made sense to me initially to, um, you know, to write about what you know, as they say. And, you know, Auckland being where I lived was a place that I was really familiar with. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't someone who'd had any firsthand experience of crime. So, it, um, you know, I, I certainly felt that I was seeing a, a different side of Auckland, certainly in, you know, in my imagination when it, when it came to writing about it. I didn't feel the, the cultural cringe factor and, 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 and didn't sort of get any feedback along those lines um, either. I, I think um, you know, you know, people often said that they actually really enjoyed reading something that was you know, set locally and, and they could therefore picture really vividly. But you know, that said, I, I really enjoy writing about America just because of the, you know, the novelty, I suppose. Um, it's not somewhere where I live. And so because of that, it, it, it seems different and intriguing. And uh, it, um, you know, I sit down to write and always have a lot of, of energy to, to put something down on paper just because of that, you know, the, the remoteness of it, I suppose. Exit 45 fits into this fairly broad genre, I suppose, of American crime fiction we label hard-boiled. Does that term have any meaning for you? And what makes a story, or a character for that matter, hard-boiled anyway? Oh, that's a great question. When readers um, encounter one of my books, they know that they're um, going to come up against, you know, the sorts of characters who... Um, who don't necessarily follow the formal rules and are, are more beholden to their own code than anyone else and, and aren't afraid to, um, you know, use force where, where necessary. So um, whatever the definition of, of hard-boiled may be, I, I, I think, um, you know, the stories that I'm writing can, um, to, can stake some sort of claim to be operating under that broad tent. And we can't talk about American crime fiction uh, without using the term noir, either, especially L.A. noir. But you're writing about people and the city of New York. Is noir part of your New York creative thinking? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and most obviously in, in, in the visual sense, you know, noir, you know, meaning dark. I mean, a, a lot of the story is, you know, set during nighttime. And, and you know, my writing process is very visual. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm seeing a story in my head and, and describing it rather than writing something down in order to visualize it and frankly the, the images that came to me for this story are, are sort of 
classic rainy gray sort of New York imagery, you know, either either um, gray and gritty if it, if it wasn't, you know, full on uh, nighttime, you know, so in, in that visual sense, it, it, it certainly felt noirish as well in terms of the, the, the genre aspects that you that we associate with noir, I, th I think I've, um, I've hit a few of those markers as well. I mean, a, a lot of it's, um, you know, influenced by who I like to read. I, I, I loved um, James Elroy. He obviously casts a huge shadow um, in, in this genre. And, I've, and funnily enough, I'm just reading um, uh, Lawrence Block's um, Matthew Scudder series at the moment, you know, fantastic private investigator series set in New York. And, um, you know, all of those, um, types of books and, and, and those sorts of authors that um, have all sort of come together and, and really inspired the kind of story that I, that I love to write. So um, I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm ever going to be able to, um, to separate myself from, from those influences. They, they made such a huge impression on me as a reader and, um, you know, and, and really drive what I'd like to sit down and, and put on paper. Being an outsider to this tradition, and it's a long-established tradition too, this American crime fiction, it must come with some challenges. Is being a New Zealander an advantage or a disadvantage in setting crime fiction in the city of New York? Well, I suppose it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, 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 um, I like to see it um, as an advantage. I mean, clearly the, the fact that I'm not there day-to-day -day has its challenges, but um, the, the way I've always thought about it is that as an, as an outsider, I'm you know, attuned to things that, um, possibly someone who's there day to day isn't, isn't necessarily noticing. You know, I, I love to travel to the States. I've, I've been to New York, you know, before COVID, I was in the habit of, of going there every year. Um, and, and just by virtue of a place being unfamiliar and new, everything becomes interesting. Details that to uh, someone who's living there all the time, you know, it's the they might just become background information and, and mundane, but to the writer who knows that he, when he gets back from his trip, he needs to sit down and write a book, you know, I'm, I'm alert to everything. I see that as a definite advantage. Um, so, yeah, ho hopefully it comes through in the fiction. Exit 45 is the third in the Marshall Grade series following American Blood and Marshall's Law. Where did this character come from, Marshall Grade, and where's he going, for that matter? I wanted to write a character in that you know great tradition of um, I, I suppose western heroes combined with you know the elements of um, of the noir genre that, that we were talking about before you know very self-sufficient um, and um, whatever rules they're beholden to self-established um, and and really it was that kind of storytelling philosophy that Marshall evolved out of um, you know I'd I've always loved those characters like, you know, James Bond and, you know, Reacher being, Jack Reacher being another obvious example. And, um, you know, Matthew Scudder, who I, I mentioned just a moment ago. Um, and, you know, I, I, I loved that that style of storytelling um, and, and wanted to have a character that, that sort of fulfilled those tropes to a great extent. Um, the first novel featuring Marshall was um, set in New Mexico. Um, and I'd, I'd sort of envisioned it as, as a series that would maybe just be set there. But, you know, having traveled, you know, more around you know, America and, and seen the potential for, you know, other settings like New York, I've actually for the last two books I've set in there. So 
Um, but in terms of where he's going geographically, I'm, I'm at this stage, I don't know whether I'll take him back to the desert or I'll establish him, um, uh, you know, as, as more of an urban figure, if you like. But the nice thing is he's, um, he's got some options. Um, you know, he, he could go back to New Mexico, but um, he's, he's also sort of building up um, this nice, I think, fictional infrastructure of among the criminal element in, in New York that I can draw on for future books. So, yeah, to, to be honest, at this stage, I'm, I'm not quite sure where he's heading. He's certainly got plenty of um, dodgy characters, I guess, and situations to draw from. He's got opportunities such as they are. I look forward to seeing and hearing more about those. Your first martial grade book, American Blood, has been optioned for film, and American crime fiction is often catapulted into the spotlight through adaptations for the screen. Do the form and the bands of a screenplay enter into your creative process? I think, um, like most authors, I, I love the idea of you know my writing being adapted for screen. But really, for me, you know, books are the real passion, and and you know the the book is the reason that I sit down to write. But I think just by nature of my creative process that, you know, the fact that a story comes to me very visually makes it very suitable for film, I think. When you look at how my stories are told, you know, the plot and, and, and the story really hinges on dialogue and action, you know, which, which really is uh, how films are driven. You, you, you can't rely on interiority in, in, in the same way that you can with fiction. To that extent, I... I I like to think that my books are well suited for, to a jump to the screen. So I, I keep my fingers crossed that um, at, at some stage they'll, um, they'll make the transition. Final question to you. Is a Bachelor of uh, Civil Engineering useful in writing crime fiction? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I think um, I, I, I'm, I'm yet to find... Um, any obvious utility for it. Maybe it, um, maybe it helps me in my creative process in, in ways I'm not aware of. But, um, you know, certainly when, when, when people ask me, you know, what use is creative writing to engineering and, and vice versa, I, I, I certainly think of them as being, as being pretty well divided. <laughs> but it's, um, it's, been, it's been the way my life has arranged for, you know, the last six years now. Half the week I'm a structural engineer, or well, Monday, Tuesday I'm a structural engineer, and the, the rest of the week I'm a, I'm a crime writer. And um, you know, I, I love that diversity, and I, I like that division, and it works well. And um, but um, as as far as cross pollination goes, I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure whether any um, anything's happening there. It really sounds like a wonderful way to live, Ben. So I want to thank you for joining me on the Good Reading Podcast. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. I've been talking to Ben Sanders about his latest book in the Marshall Grade series, Exit 45. It's published by Alan and Unwin and is available at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. My name's Greg Dobbs and thanks for listening. This Good Reading podcast was brought to you by Luxury Read. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Luxury Read subscription today? Visit luxuryread.com.au to find out how.